Welcome to Let's Talk Cosmetic Dentistry with Dr. Tanya DeSanto. Each week, Dr. DeSanto gives you advice and information on whether cosmetic dentistry is right for you and on the latest techniques to enhance your smile. Call in with your questions now at 629-7970-927-WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. So let's continue now as we say good morning once again to Dr. Tanya DeSanto. Good morning, doctor. Hello, good morning. Good to be here. Wish it was a little warmer for our Easter weekend, but it is what it is. Um, we uh, we have a really exciting thing that we put together over the last couple of weeks. We put out a um, complete guide to Easter candy. Um, written by yours truly at Prairie Dental Group with the help of my two partners, Dr. Knadler and Dr. Ozert. And we are really proud of this Easter candy guide. Um, we've shared it with a lot of our patients. Um, it's going live on our website, I think, at some point. It should have been yesterday, and I haven't checked today, so it should be there. And uh, it's it's really exciting. It, we really took a lot of information from a lot of different sources, talking about um, quick tips to prevent cavities after eating candy, we talk about the best and worst Easter candy. We also touch upon toxic ingredients that are in some of the candies today. And um, really important, um, I think it's really enlightening to bring up healthy swaps that are um, Put, you know, in quotations, because some of these healthy swaps that you think are healthy are just as bad as candy or worse. Um, we like to talk about healthy Easter candy, true alternatives too. So it was really fun to do this. Um, you know, we actually ended up taste testing some of these candies too. And it really brought back a lot of childhood memories for me. I haven't had some of these candies in a long time, but you know, it also was bringing back memories like watching my two daughters hunt for Easter eggs, you know, on Easter morning. Those are some of my favorite memories as a mom. And then of course, many years later, we had our son to the point where really we feel like he has three mothers between myself and my two older daughters. So then we relived the Easter egg hunt all over again, but this time I had help with my two older teenage daughters. So it's just been really fun. And now, you know, my son's older and I'm not sure anybody's going to hunt for eggs except my little puppy um, <laughs> who probably shouldn't be eating them. So, you know, it just still freaks me out to go into the grocery store around Easter season and Halloween season. And if, and if you've ever put the, you know, connected the dots, a dentist two busiest days of our working year are the day after Easter and the day after Halloween, always hands down. It's almost like an accountant on April 15th on tax day. You know, those are our two biggest holidays. I mean, we're going to go up against this, this Monday because you'll eat that sticky thing that'll take off your crown that was old or break one of your childhood fillings. And it's usually something you don't usually eat that does that. And then all of a sudden you'll eat it because you, you know, it's in front of you and you haven't even been exposed to this kind of candy in a long time, but the holidays bring this kind of thing out. So it's really popular. It's a popular day for our office. It's a very busy day for our office. We do a lot of uh, damage control, <laughs> if you will. So it does kind of freak me out to go into these stores around Easter season though, because there's so much junk out there. Marketing Easter candy has truly become the biggest business. I I'm blown away actually, you know, they'll take the normal candies and put them in Easter wrappings or, you know, you have your normal wrapper that's now all pastel colored and, you know, they changed the whole marketing plan as the same thing rewrapped in different colors and, um, eye catching, you know, different things and packaging and things like that. Um, 
it's just a really big business. And it's really our children that lose. So you think about like, oh, it's just this once, but you know, the mentality has a really lasting effect because even though you have just this once candy, it alters your taste buds. It makes you crave worse foods in the following weeks and months. And we learn that because we taste tested some of these. We're writing this Easter guide and we're eating a Snickers bar. And at the end of the day, we wanted another Snickers bar. And we haven't had a Snickers bar in a really long time. So we're living this and we, we realize this is true. It's really true. Um, so it's just this once holiday, quote unquote, where children learn what's normal and where they develop habits that they keep for the rest of their lives. I mean, traditions are a foundation for these kids at this young age. I mean, they realize what they did as a kid and they carry that on as an adult most times. So you know, this is the time where it could be a formative, you know, formative years for, for the child. So these sugary refined carbohydrates also change. They actually change the development of the bones and structures of our children's faces and airways. Science has proven that time and time again. So the earlier children begin, you know, to have dental issues like cavities, the more complicated their oral health gets when they get to be adults. So if you have you know, we see this every day at Prairie Dental Group. We'll meet a child for the first time, and maybe the child, well, just like, for instance, yesterday, the child was nine years old, had two really big cavities. So I, we're meeting them for the first time, and they've already been experienced to so much dental pain, dental restorative care, big, complicated dental procedures at this young age. So it's really hard to turn this child's fear around to realizing that, Dentistry is easy. You brush and floss. You don't have problems. It's a whole learning thing that we we try to instill in children and really gain their trust and teach them that as they get older. Um, but it's hard to work backwards. It's hard to take somebody who's already been down this negative pathway and, and turn them around. We love when we get the child from early on and we can teach them early on and they never experience decay and big dental procedures. And, you know, that way their oral health when they get into adult life is easy. It's not complicated. They're not afraid. Um, and, and this might all sound um, like I'm really putting a damper on the Easter holiday, and I promise I'm not. You don't have to do it like that. Um, you know, we all have a sweet tooth, and I don't think you have to sacrifice any of the fun just because you want to model moderation and healthy habits during the holidays. So we have a little guy that's everything you want to know about Easter candy, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and healthy swaps that you can make for this. So we thought it was really an interesting way to put a healthy spin on Easter. And there's a few really important things that we can bring up that are really good pearls or take home points, um, like quick tips to prevent cavities after Easter candy, because, you know, we're all going to have something on Easter or a holiday or a family gathering that might not be, you know, something you want to log on to my fitness palace at the end of the day, but you can, you can minimize, um, cavities. You can minimize the acid attack by the bacteria, which is what happens with the cavity, by just doing a few things when you eat the candy. For instance, like drinking plenty of water, because what does water do? It helps neutralize these acids that are produced by the bacteria. And just to back up a little bit, you know, when you're eating sugar, sugar breaks down into acid that forms the bacteria. It's just kind of like a trickle down effect. Um, 
So you also want to swish with water. You can swish vigorously with water afterwards because what this can do is shake loose all these little bits of sticky candy that get stuck in between your teeth. And it happens all the time with certain candies. You know, candy gets stuck in your teeth and those bacteria, they just have a heyday of a feast. You know, they continue excreting acid all day long until you get home to brush and floss that chunk out. It just keeps doing its thing. Um, Another thing that you can do to prevent um, cavities is not snacking all day. You know, eating a lot of candy all at once is better than spreading it out over days or weeks. So if you're going to expose your teeth to acid, you do it for as little time as possible. And I have a funny story about that. So with my own kids and my, you know, friends laugh at me about this, you know, they'll trick or treat for instance, and, you know, they'll come home with their big, you know, buckets of candy and I'll tell them, I'm trying not to be like that mean mom, you know, um, because I still give out toothbrushes on Halloween. Um, but you know, I'll tell them, you know what, you guys, you eat all the candy you want for the next 30 minutes, whatever you want to do. And then I take it away from them. So, you know, they're, they don't want it after that anyway, because they're already like green with chocolate. They look like, you know, they could just lose it at any moment because they've eaten so much candy. But you know, that is like the safest way to do it. You take it away and it's the best for their teeth. And, and then you don't just reintroduce it. Like we've talked about in many times before at our dental office, we donate all of these things to soldiers overseas. And that's just been an awesome project that we've done. So those, that's just a little take home point of what we do in our house. I'm not saying it's the best thing to do. I, I, you know, I just want to, give my kids some sort of experience, but not, you know, letting them eat candy all day long, every day. So they feel like they've had their little trick or treat moment or their Easter basket moment, if you will. And another thing that's really, really important is waiting to brush. You know, we love when you brush your teeth, but we do want you to wait a little bit because with all that acid in your mouth, you really want to wait for like a half an hour, possibly to one hour, 30 to 60 minutes, just depending on how much water you've had to neutralize this acid. So, you know, brushing with all that acid in your mouth could easily wear away more enamel. So it's really important to neutralize that a little bit before you brush. So those are just little ticks, tips and tricks. Um, and after the break, I'm excited to kind of bring up to you our list of uh, best and worst. E- Back to let's talk cosmetic dentistry with Dr. Tanya DeSato, 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. And we go back now to Dr. DeSanto from the Prairie Dental Group. Doctor? Well, we just wanted to end our show on some take-home points that are kind of fun. It was fun to research all this. We we want to talk about the best and worst Easter candy because not all indulgences are created equally. Um, so here's how Easter candy stacks up, and I'll talk about it from the best to the worst choices. So... Um, Maybe the worst to the best choices, actually. So the worst offenders, let's talk about sticky candy. The stickier candies do more damage to teeth because they get stuck in your teeth, obviously. And again, like I mentioned before the break, you know, this allows bacteria to feast and excrete acid all day long until you get home and brush it and floss, which includes dried fruit, you know, which people think is healthy. But, you know, sometimes raisins are not the healthiest. You'll get them stuck in your teeth all the time. So another thing, um, another topic that we talk about is any candy that takes a long time to eat. Because like I said, the more you expose your teeth to sugars, 
and acids, the more time the bacteria get to feast again. Sucking on lollipops or a chocolate bunny all day long does far more harm than eating that same amount of candy all in one setting. So you have equal amounts of what you would be eating all day long and what you would be eating in 30 minutes. And while you're eating the same amount, side-by-side studies show that, you know, sitting at, doing it all in one quick sitting is much better for your teeth than to doing it all day long with the repetitive assaults on the enamel. So another, um, another really important point, another really worse offender is, is anything gummy. Gummy candies can be the most acidic and acid is what damages your teeth. And then you have to take it to another level, the sour gummies that are out there. It was all over the stores, the Easter candy aisle. So they already have acid built into them and they're gummy based. It's like a double whammy. Unfortunately, that seems to be all the rage of what the kids love these days too. My son begs for that and you know I'm the bad mom that doesn't let him have it. But, um, but let's talk about something more positive. Let's talk about the best sweets because I'd like to end on a positive note and not sound like the mean, you know, anti-Easter dentist over here. (laughs) And there's some, there's good things too, you know, like let's talk about dark chocolate. Chocolate is good for your teeth. And I have actually sent articles to patients asking me about research that shows this because they were shocked. And if you have questions, by the way, if you ever have questions like that, always send an email to our office. We will always get back to you. But let's talk about dark chocolate. Properties in chocolate have been proven proven to be better than fluoride sometimes at strengthening enamel. So keeping it to 75% and above, raise your kids on this bitter chocolate so their taste buds learn the difference and they can appreciate this high quality chocolate. My daughter in college only likes dark chocolate. And I think it's for those reasons that she's grown to appreciate that flavor and her taste bud craves that type of sweet. So Um, I've seen this in my own house. And another thing let's talk about, candy bars with nuts in them. Nuts can break up the stickiness of a candy bar as well as break up some of that biofilm on your teeth. So you look about the old-fashioned candy bar, one of the old-time favorites, um, like a payday, extremely low in sugar. Um, Five or six grams, I believe, depending on the flavor, are kind bars. So this is a really good way to do something sweet and very tasty. My actual favorite, my personal favorite is the dark chocolate nuts and sea salt. And I have no endorsements by recommending this. I just, it's a personal favorite of mine. So another thing um, we can talk about homemade baked goods with monk fruit sweetener or coconut sugar. So both of these sugar alternatives have a very low glycemic index. They're much less damaging to the teeth and the body than sugar. So to my surprise, actually, because I love to bake, um, they weren't nearly as difficult to swap out for sugars and recipes as I thought. And I'll tell you, my taste testers that live under my roof are not complaining. So that's something to think about as well. Your These two ingredients, monk fruit sweetener and coconut sugar. So those are some really good take-home points. Um, talking about maybe some of the best sweets, so to speak. Always be aware of toxic ingredients in candy because it's frightening what's allowed in candy, especially candy intended for children. The two most common and most harmful ingredients you should know about and ban from your household are yellow number six and the high fructose corn syrups, HFCS. These things are just really, really tough. It's tough to see them on labels. 
I think it's when you know too much that it's scary. You know, yellow dye number six was found to cause ADHD symptoms in children um, time and time again. And high fructose corn syrup, I mean, there's a million articles. I mean, one of them, my favorite, Dr. Hyman's article, Five Reasons High Fructose Corn Syrup Will Kill You. Um, really interesting read. Um, but it triggers big spikes in insulin. You know, it leads to metabolic changes, increases appetite, weight gain. I'm trying to think here. Diabetes, heart disease. Um, studies have shown cancer and dementia correlations. I can send you lots of links on those two topics, but those are something to always be aware of. And there's never enough time to get into, um, into that, on a live radio show, but it's just something totally worth mentioning. So, um, you know, beware of the things that you consider healthy swaps that can be just as bad as candy. You know, like, like I said earlier, dried fruit, sticky things, even, um, you know, you look at a company like Auntie Anne's, um, the bunny graham crackers, but you know, sometimes those are just as bad because even though it doesn't have sugar, the crackers themselves convert into acids just as readily as candy does. So we have to be really careful with that, but sticking and ending on a positive note, I would suggest just keeping the healthy Easter candy alternative in mind this, this holiday season and this weekend, um, you know, get to love dark chocolate and get to love the, you know, start out with a 50% and move to a 65% and get that percentage up and really start enjoying it and get your taste buds used to some really good organic dark chocolate. Um, some of those dark chocolates are just amazing. Um, there's a company, Green and Black, makes an awesome dark chocolate Easter egg. And and really get your taste buds introduced to monk fruit. It's it's also called Lohan. So it's much sweeter than sugar, and it's rich in antioxidants and anti-inflammatory properties. So those are two um, things to keep in mind, too. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope everybody enjoys an Easter holiday with that little bit of a healthy flair to it. Doctor, have a very happy Easter, and to everyone there at Prairie Dental Group, we'll be back next Saturday morning for another edition of Let's Talk Cosmetic Dentistry here on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. Stick around, because let's...